welcome to the NC Podcast. My name is Natasha Collins and I am the host and founder of NC Real Estate, which includes its members club for landlords and property investors to come and build profitable property portfolios that completely aligns with their goals. Today, I'm doing something completely different. The title of this pod is, it's my birthday and I'll pod if I want to. I am bringing back some of your most requested guests, the people that every time I see you all in real life, you go, hey, how's that person doing? So they are here. We are going to be celebrating my birthday, which at the time of this going out, I am already six days into my 31st year, but that's fine. We're celebrating. This is a outside the box podcast. We're going to step away from property. Let me bring you into my normal everyday life and conversations. And I'm going to bring up the things that I've always wanted to ask. So I have got, back by popular demand, my mom, Melanie, my best friend, Rach, and my sister, Soph, on the podcast. Hello. Hiya. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for coming to my birthday special. That's okay. You're welcome. Yeah, very welcome. So I've got some questions, which you may or may not have seen in your preparation for this podcast that I want to ask you um, because I'm interested to know the answer. And also when I was, when I, when it was coming up to my birthday, I knew when I was turning 30 that there was going to be all of these massive things from these bloggers going out about how they amazingly celebrated their 30th birthday and this, that, and the other. So I thought, well, let me type in how to celebrate my 31st birthday, like you do, you know, outside of Googling property. And the very first thing that came up from The Guardian, from a reporter called Bridie Jabour, she said that 31 is the age of misery because most millennials aren't living up to society's norms. So do my question is, do we actually think that there's an age of misery and what age is it? Hmm. Silence. That's that kind of silence. Um, that's a good question. Um, so I, I would say that there isn't an age of misery because it depends how you define misery. So for me, it's a mindset mm -hmm. potentially. Um, so you can kind of go in and out of it. Um, I don't know. It's difficult because I'm go I'm coming up to my thirty first birthday and I'm actually looking forward to it. Yeah. So I don't know. Why are you looking forward to it? I mean, Sophie, Sophie, you're too young for this, right? Well, well, yeah, just a few. But do you think I that... No, it's difficult, that, isn't it? I, I felt like I was most miserable in my late teenage years. I think you're right, Natasha. I, I think that's... That's true. I think when you're in your late teenage years, you're worrying about what other people think of you all the time. I think by the time you get to your 30s, you don't quite worry about what people think of you because you're too busy actually living your life. Yeah. And also, I don't think yeah, that's true. that I look at other... Rach, you're looking at other millennials and thinking you're not good enough. So you look at other millennials? No. No, not now. Did you used to? I think well, so, I think, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when you're a teenager, you tend to, don't you? Because you're looking at people who you can compare yourself against. Yeah, I think it's also really interesting. So I've 
talking to people that are say 18, 19 now and they're like, oh, I need to go to uni. I need to do this because society tells me that I need to go to uni. Mm -hmm. It's like if I was 18 now, no way would I be going to uni, mainly because of the cost of it. Um, And also we came out in the back in 2010 and it was like economic crisis type thing. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. I think I compared when I was younger, but not now. No. No. I wouldn't go back to university and do the same degree again. It was fun, Rach, because we had a good time, but I'm... We would never have met, though, would we? We wouldn't have, so... Yeah, but I wouldn't have... If I'd have known now what I knew back then, so obviously hindsight is a very powerful thing, I probably wouldn't go to university. I would actually go and figure out something that I enjoyed doing and then take a degree around that. Yeah, I'm the same. I'd do an apprenticeship, I think, because you get into work a lot quicker. Yeah. Yeah, because they yeah. pay for you to do it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mom, I also you? think, yeah, well, I'm just thinking back, because, you know, looking at you three when you were younger, you've got to sort of think when you're at school, you're worrying about your GCSEs. Once you've done your GCSEs, you're then worrying about your AS and your A-levels. Once you've done your A-levels, you're then worrying about going to university, getting a degree. I think it's just really all you're doing is worrying and worrying. And then when you come out the other side and worrying about getting a job. So I think by the time you get to your 30s, you're then starting to be more settled. You're starting to know what you want from life and the way that you're going. I think that 30s is a really good age to be. I think by the time you get your 30s, I don't know about you, Rach, but... Even when I'm in times of where I'm thinking I'm not as well off as I really should be, I still don't worry that I'm not able to make money. That's not a fear. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you I think, get that? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, for sure. I think, I think you're right, Mel. I think the whole going through teenage years and then hitting sort of, 18 19 first second year of uni it's just constant worry and then you get to final year and you've got to write a dissertation you know so for me I would say that probably the most enjoyable year but it was also traumatic in the sense of the the worry and if you want to label it misery for me it was that like 21 22 because you just don't know what you're gonna do mm-hmm. um whereas now I'm kind of at that stage again having just come out of a master's but I actually know that it doesn't matter it's going to be okay because I've done it before, so I can do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that's the trouble is that you're just worrying because you don't know what the future holds and you, you've got all this peer pressure, not just peer pressure, adult pressure saying, you know, you need to you need to achieve, you need to achieve, you need to achieve. And then actually when you come out of it, really you don't. That's not what life's about, is it? It's about doing something that makes you happy. Yeah. Mm, that's a really good point. What, what about from your point of view Mel obviously because you have got three daughters that all went through that like what was it like being on your side of it well it's horrible seeing you worrying seeing the girls worry about you know the 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 exams and it is stressful you know and you've got you've got your peers you are competing with who maybe their course isn't the same as yours you know the way that they want their life to be but they're criticizing you you're not so confident because you think that, you know, maybe you haven't made the right choices. But then I think it's lovely to see you afterwards when you've come out, come through that, and it doesn't matter. But nobody can tell you it doesn't matter until you come out the other side and you realise that actually none of it really mattered at all. Yeah, yeah. so true. 
really true. <laughs> but it didn't though, did it? It's a shame that, you know, you have to worry so much, but nobody can tell you that. So moving I on couldn't to- tell you what I got in my GCSEs, oh, like, no. genuinely. <laughs> Me neither. No, but at the time, it was really important, wasn't it? You felt that it was yeah. really important. Yeah. So that takes us really nicely onto our next question. So one of the, another big thing that came up about being in your 30s was the fact that now everything's lovely and you don't care about... Oh, all of these different things and you're so much more confident and you have time for yourself and it was quite a bland blogging atmosphere so I want to know where have you felt most confident in the past but now don't care about even talking about it mine was when I um, got the job that I wanted after I had you small children and, you know, it felt very important that, you know, I had a job that's successful at and earning good money. But actually coming through the other side of that, no, I don't care about that. And that's, that's, again, not something that I'm particularly happy about as work. It's the other side of work now. I, I enjoy the leisure side and that's more important to me. Mm, that's really interesting. I wonder if I'll ever get to that stage because I work a lot. Like work, it seems to be the one thing that happens consistently for me. And I'm not very good at switching off. And I wonder if I will get to that stage where I'm like, yeah, I'm done with work. I just want to chill out and relax. Yeah, it's difficult, I think. I don't know that you do it by choice. I think sometimes it's pushed on you and then and then you realise that it doesn't matter so much. But that's my experience, I don't know. I don't know, you're all very different. You're all very successful in your careers at the moment, so I don't know. One thing that I used to be really confident with that, again, I don't care about now, which is talking about career, is working my way up in corporate. I always thought that I was going to reach the top with that and that was where I was going to go. And then one foul swoop of something really badly going wrong. And I was like, right, I'm out. I'm not, I don't even need to discuss with people how high up they are in their jobs or, you know, it's great for them that they're doing that, but I now don't see that as prestigious. So I don't, as long as someone's doing something that they enjoy, I think that that's really important rather than how high up the regular career lad you can go. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the same with you, Rach. You've changed course, haven't you, from what you thought was going to be your career when you first came out of university. You've changed quite a lot. Yeah, I think, yeah, I have, actually, um, quite drastically. Um, I think the same as, uh, like, what you were saying. I think when I got that sort of the first general manager role, it was like, yes, I've done this. Like, I've now worked up. I'm the top that I can be within the industry that I was in without going into, like, field-based jobs. Um and then I hit a point with it and I was just like, maybe my face doesn't fit anymore. Maybe I'm not, I'm not right for this. And then I just got to a point where I was like, it doesn't matter. Like as long, as long as you can wake up every day and say that you're happy, as soon as you get to a point where you're not, you need to do something about it. And that's what I did. It might've taken me a year longer than it should have done, but circumstances got in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just think, I don't know. It's, it's that feeling, isn't it? From inside that, you know as we said earlier hindsight's a wonderful thing and you know if someone could tell you oh don't worry about this and actually you getting that job and working and yes at some point you will just want to relax 
like I think you will Tash I think you'll hit a point where you just go right enough's enough someone else can do that in my name and I'm gonna go and do you know travel the world or whatever it might be like I think you will hit that point because mm. you'll probably burn out if not yeah well let's hopefully, hope that doesn't hopefully happen not. hopefully not <laughs> I think it's interesting though isn't it how you can look back and you can really at the start of the year we started Rach you were on the podcast where we were talking about the seasons that you're in and when you look back you can really see the seasons that you're in and at the point that you're in a season you're so confident about the fact that that's the way that you should go and then all of a sudden that changes and it's okay to change as well sometimes we hold ourselves in situations for way too long yeah true very true so next question small but mighty moments have you ever had a moment in your life where you've done something really small but it's clicked and that's made a huge difference like a tipping point for me it was deciding that I wanted to move back to kind of closer to family yeah making that decision made that I now do what I do now yeah um I would I don't think I'd ever have decided to be a project manager when I was living in London but because I moved back here I made that decision and now that's what I really love doing yeah and what made you move back to Bristol um well I just really wanted to be close to family obviously Amy was having Arch well I knew she'd be having Archie yeah so um yeah it's just for me it's, it's about being close to home obviously I quite like that but <laughs> Yeah. Rach, mum, have you ever had made a decision that's made a huge change in your life? Um, I suppose for me, it was deciding to travel and that overcoming my fear of flying and, you know, coming to visit you in, in New York, Natasha. I didn't think I'd ever, ever travel so far. And yeah, it's been brilliant. It's really exciting. You yeah. know, there's more places to go. You've got a map of all the places you want to visit, right? <laughs> yeah, I have indeed. Yeah. Rach? Um, I think for me it was back in 2010 when we graduated and I decided to take myself off to Jamaica for a month mm-hmm. um, and do volunteering over there. And actually the irony of it is that I went and did four weeks doing disaster management volunteering. And little did I know that nine years later I would be starting a disaster management masters um and I kind of wish well I don't wish because actually I wouldn't change any of it but I clearly planted a seed back then that just never kind of went away Mm -hmm. um and now like you know really happy and like definitely the right decision for me so yeah I would say I'd say going to Jamaica was was quite high up there yeah with small small decisions I mean it wasn't small in the sense of it was terrifying trying to Jamaica by myself but it was fine I survived yeah I survived yeah small things that kick off big big changes for example mum you remember the time then I decided to go babysitting in my third year of university to get some more money and that started my oh my goodness my surveying <laughs> career I do remember that, and that was a huge risk, really, wasn't it? A big, big thing that you did. I was so worried. I thought you were going to get taken off to a different country, and I don't know, trafficked or something. (laughs) (laughs) 
But get traffic to where? Where was this in Bath? In Worcester. Oh, in Wor- oh god. Um, uh, no, that's all right. We didn't even know the wife. You didn't know the mother of the children. That's what worried me. <laughs> <laughs> You've never met her. Yeah, but the chap that I babysat for was a surveyor, and I needed the money. I was trying to get myself out of a lot of debt from university. <laughs> You gave me a few headaches there, Natasha. <laughs> I was so worried about you. <laughs> but that was oh, how my, that was how the surveying career started, wasn't it? Because he then said to me after a couple of weeks of babysitting, you'd make a good surveyor. I know someone who's got a job for you. That's true. Mm. That's true. And that's what started it all. Yeah. And here I am. So that, that was a small but mighty decision that completely changed the course of things. And I, I actually think that over the years, it's those small decisions that really do add up to the big changes. Yeah, I think you're right. So the next question is, do you think risk changes as you get older? Well, yeah, I think you're you're definitely braver as you get older. Really? Yeah, I feel like I massively am. Like I'm more prepared to do stuff now that might fail than I was when I was younger. Oh, like what? Oh, well, you know, like... I wouldn't, like, the things that you're afraid of when you're younger is like, oh, going to new places, meeting new people. Whereas now I just chuck myself into that situation. And like, you don't, I don't feel scared of things like I used to be because I know that nothing's going to happen. So I'm more willing to do stuff. Like I chucked myself out of a plane last year, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Like that's something I would never have done when I was younger. Yeah. Like it's, it's stuff like that that you think, yeah, well, what's the worst going to happen? Um. Yeah, no, I, I completely get that. I, I actually think that for me, I was really, really kind of, I like taking risks when I was in my early 20s. I went through a couple of years of just being quite risk adverse and have come out the, the other side where I don't think about it as much. Mum, Rach? Yeah, um, I think it changes. I don't think it's an age thing about risk. I think it depends on what, time of your life you're at because you're taking risk when you go into a relationship and you take a risk when you come out of a relationship so I think you know there's lots of times I don't think that's to do with age at all you just think it's how you're feeling at the time yeah I think so yeah so I don't I don't know no I don't I don't think it it matters what age you are because sometimes I take big risks and sometimes I don't Hmm. right um, yeah, this was a really interesting question for me, um, because for me, taking a risk can be like what you were saying, um, well, but what everyone was saying, where you, you know, what you did when you were younger versus what you would do now. But actually, there's the other side of taking a risk. So it's the aspects of your life or the variables within your life that it could impact. And I think when you get older, you think about them more. So like hypothetically if you had a house and a mortgage like what would be the impact of you running away for six months or if you had two small children like could you move them across the world like what does that look like Mm -hmm. um so for me you know I took a really big risk 18 months ago now I'm trying to kind of convince myself that actually I'm in a really fortunate position in my life where fortunate and unfortunate so I don't have a mortgage you know I'm basically at neutral cost 
So I don't have a mortgage. I don't have dependents. Like I'm not in a long-term relationship. So I literally could move to the other side of the world if I wanted to. Um, but it just comes to what are you going to compromise on with that risk? I think that's the way I look at it rather than going, you know, I mean, I would never chuck myself out of a plane regardless of what age I am. So well done to you, Sophie. Um, yes, I am two feet on the ground kind of girl. Um, but yeah, like, I just think, I think it's the variables in your life as well. And also, yeah, I just, yeah, variables in your life. I think I look at it the other way around as well, if that made any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think with every risk comes compromise? Oh, that's a tricky one. No, I don't think there are. Sounds like you can just take a risk for the sake of taking a risk. I don't think you need to compromise anything for it. Hmm. No. I always used to, when I was working um, as a general manager, my kind of work ethos was try something once. If it goes wrong, learn from it and don't do it again. So I would like to think that I could apply that to my life now. Um, and then therefore you know, you wouldn't really have a compromise. Yeah, well, yeah. because if you don't try something, you won't know whether it affects you or not. So yeah. really, it's actually better to try and know what it does. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't end really badly. So fingers crossed. Oh. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, the worst thing that happens is you die. But if you're not putting yourself <laughs> in a situation <laughs> where <Please>. you die... <laughs> <Cheers>. Cheers. <laughs> in all fairness, you won't know about it. <laughs> That's, that's true. That's, Actually, my, that's very true. My philosophy this is on this. <laughs> well, that was how I stopped worrying about things. Was I have to ask myself clearly: Is this putting me in a situation where I'm going to get, where I'm going to die, or get seriously injured, where it's going to hurt? And if the answer is no to either of those, then there's there's a good chance that even if I make a wrong decision, I can get myself back out of it. One of my mentors yeah. used to say to me, if no one's died, you've got 24 hours. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, you joke. I've said that so many times in my life. Like, yeah. Well, no one died, so it's fine. Like, and it's really awful, but yeah, it's true. <laughs> true. It's like, true. What is, what is the worst that can happen? I used to worry yeah, about true. losing all my money, but then I did that a couple of times and got it back so then I stopped worrying about that quite so much which was how I was able to take riskier decisions with my investments that certainly changed over the years my my money mindset has really changed which we keep touching on and that's enabled me to t to make riskier decisions and not worry about the fact that I get to change that if I choose to have you compromised anything though with that mindset Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I did there. I flipped it back at you. You did. <laughs> Have I compromised? Um, no, not necessarily, actually. I don't, I, for example, wait for things. If they're going to be better if I wait and, and I'm going to be able to get something bigger and better, then I do wait and that's a compromise. I don't do everything right now nowadays. Um. But it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm ha I'm stopping myself from doing anything. I really had to th shake myself and go, look, you are able to do this. You're in a good position right now where you are able to do things. Um, and so I try and make it work, but a different, but 
however that looks is probably not what I'm thinking it's going to look like. So the answer is, at the moment, no, I don't compromise, but I can imagine if I had children, it would look very different. So next question then, do you ever stop comparing yourself to others or looking around and seeing what someone else is doing and then think, oh my gosh, I definitely want that? I think I learned to stop doing that from quite a young age because obviously I'm the youngest child. And for like when you're growing up, you're like, I, I always used to compare myself to you and Amy. But yeah. I learned, well, to be honest, from dad that I didn't need to do that. And I was just happy just being myself. So I think that kind of helped me quite early on. What did he say to you? He was like, Soph, you're not your sisters. <laughs> and that was just the, the lesson learned. Well, I mean, it took a few attempts at that lesson, I think. And he's kind of drilled it into me now that I'm, I'm not you guys. I don't, my success is not your success and vice versa. Mm -hmm. so. And has that helped you when you're dealing with things like social media? Well, yeah, because I just, I don't. So I've got my food blog account and I'm quite happy just posting pictures of food and I don't really care what anyone else is posting. I just like the food that I'm posting and that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I find social media a hard place to be I I openly admit that because I I watch it far too closely and then I think oh my gosh my engagement's not there or I don't I don't like this at all and I want to delete everything and I just want to unfollow all of these people I don't want to see what's going on out there it just makes me feel really bad I actually if I allow myself to go down the social media comparison, I fall quite hard. So I've had to, I have to talk myself out of doing that and just turning it off. Yeah. I think in my early twenties, I was like that. And eventually I actually, I made my personal account private and that helped just by turning that because I was like, I don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. I had my, my personal stuff and it was, you know, I don't care who likes it. I'm posting it for my friends and that's all, all that matters. And I think do, just having that bit, that was just for me mm -hmm. helped because I didn't it didn't matter if I got 100 likes or whatever you know it's because I wanted to post it and I liked the picture yeah yeah that's the difference between having because I use mine for business as well as a bit of personal yeah. but it's mainly business now and so you're constantly analyzing the stats to see oh my gosh, is this making business sense should I have done that and that's one of the things that I do compare myself for is business and I shouldn't because it's my own journey and on days where I'm feeling great fabulous but on days where I'm feeling like oh my god I'm not doing as well as everybody else that can be tough but then I think that's that's part of a business isn't it because if you're not comparing your business to other businesses how do you know that you're being successful uh, yeah that's a really good point but I think it's also um the goals that you set for yourself in business as well yeah but how did you set those goals mm, good point well I don't look at other people's revenue streams that's for sure well I, no but you kind of you set yourself up based on what other people are doing what's what's in the market what's not in the market so really you're always comparing yourself to make sure that you're stand. you've got your own niche very true good point I think it's an age thing that 
and you know as you get older you can then start stop comparing yourself because you can take that step back and actually think why am I comparing myself to somebody and you can then if you do start comparing yourself you then look at the other side and just start thinking well comparing themselves to me what is what is it that I do that's different that is good and successful I think you you start equipping yourself with those skills Mm -hmm. as you get older so we're going to move into a bit of a quick fire round which is things that things that you think may not be socially acceptable now based upon what's going on in the media but that you do them anyway for me over the years this has now been that I have to keep wine in the fridge and have a couple of glasses maybe three whenever is necessary and number two is that being birthday related nowadays I go out and buy my own birthday cake and my balloons and whatever I want to celebrate with because why the devil not so what do you do now that you just ignore when it says in the news or the papers that you just shouldn't do it? I think my my thing that I'm told to do, but I don't do, is celebrate my birthday. So I'm the opposite. I don't like celebrating my birthday. And as an adult, I choose not to anymore, which is quite nice. Are you saying you don't want any presents or a card? Well, I wasn't nice. I don't, any, I don't, I don't care about my birthday like I did when I was younger. Oh, just another day. Oh, see, I quite like celebrating it now. And I think Natasha, you're right. You should throw your own party, do what you want to do for your birthday. Because if you're sitting around waiting for other people, you're always going to be disappointed. So do what you want to do. That's why I wanted to do this podcast because I thought if I got you all together, we'd have a good laugh, we'd talk about things, and it might cheer somebody up. That's a good yeah. birthday wish. Yeah. Go out and mix with people, have fun. <laughs> Life's too Outside, short. not in enclosed spaces. Just going to put that one out there. <laughs> yeah, that's probably yeah. the best. Yeah. Go climb a mountain or something. Oh, that'd be good. Really? I've still got my I still got my 30th birthday party pending. So, yeah. So that's that's potentially what I'm doing this year is having the 30 plus 1 birthday party i think that sounds good rach i'm excited for that although i might just tag it onto the parentals because you know there's a 60th birthday there's a 70th birthday there's a 20th wedding anniversary all in one year so i might just just tag along massive party yeah exactly i'm trying to convince them it's not going very well (laughs) (laughs) mainly because i don't really want to organize it so maybe i should just organize it take a leaf out of your book tash and just organize my own party Oh, yes. I have um, a cake on order, balloons ready to go. Lovely. Booked the pizza that I want. This is going out after my birthday, but that's what we've... Meatball and pineapple? No. Although that's a really... You've changed. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. That's something that I would do that nobody thought was normal. Order a meatball and pineapple pizza. As someone that loves ham and pineapple pizza, which in itself is controversial, you introduced me to the world of meatball and pineapple pizza. And I remember trying it thinking she's mad and then going, actually, this is really quite delicious. So, yeah, try it. 
but I do love. Was that on top of the three glasses of wine or three gin and tonics? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Everything tastes delicious after that. <laughs> no, I had it sober one after that, and it was actually quite nice. Yeah, meatball and pineapple pizza. If you're vegetarian, take off the meatball. Have a pineapple it's pizza. It's just pineapple. <laughs> I mean, you'd be better off with raw pineapple and raw cheese on a stick, to be honest, not going to lie. Oh, oh yeah. that's true. Cheese and pineapple hedgehog, that's what you need for a birthday. They were, they were the highlight of a, of a child's birthday party, not going to lie. That, so true. The party, food, the party food at kids' parties was amazing. Why can't we do that when you're 30 slash 40 slash 50? Why? Well, we can still tell you, there is no party without a party ring. Oh, good shout. Party, yes. Why is it not socially acceptable to do these things? Another question that kids can do that adults can't is the whole like flashing shoes. Like as an adult, you just to me you can't pull them off. But I think you should be able to. If anything, safety. Like you know, people can see you coming then. Oh yeah, good point. That's risk planning. That is Sophie. There you go. Did you actually have flashing shoes as a child, Rachel? Is it because you didn't have any? No, I did. I had flashing wellies as well. Oh, wow. That's the joys of being an only child, I think, um, <laughs> and living in rural England slash Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast has taken a turn. I saw your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Anyway. Thanks for coming on the podcast today. I'm going to wrap this up before we go down some holes. Are we just oh, Natasha, Natasha, before you do, can I just say about your wine? Yeah. You said about, is it okay for you to drink two glasses of it? As long as it's good wine. No more cheap and drink wine. That's what you do in your early 20s. Drink really good, nice wine. Agreed. Okay. Deal. And then that's totally acceptable. When we're saying nice wine, what are we talking the one that you like per bottle not the cheapest in the shop a wine that you actually like and enjoy <laughs> that's good advice that is good advice in fact i will go after this podcast and buy a nice case of good wine good idea and on that note i'm wrapping this up because We've been down some paths that I wasn't expecting to go down this afternoon. It all started off fine. And then we went yeah, down sorry. a turn. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for coming on this podcast today. Appreciate it. It's all right. Yeah, that's okay. Thank you. It's nice thank to speak. And for everybody who's listening and made it this far, thank you for staying with us. I hope you've enjoyed our conversation. This was a birthday celebration to me. I enjoyed doing it. I hope you enjoyed listening to it. If you like this podcast and you're actually here for the property investment stuff, we'll be back to that next week. Um, If you've enjoyed this, please like, subscribe, rate, review. That really helps this podcast get out there further to other people. Thank you for listening. Have a lovely week and I'll catch up with you again soon. Bye.